The question is, why are you doing it? So that's the question we began with. Isn't that the question we began with? Can I just get a bit of validation going on over here? Good. So then, we start to explore the Ramchal. The Ramchal starts off by saying that there's two points of learning. The one point of learning is the idea that a person, in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvahs, he has to have some background knowledge. Without background knowledge, it's very difficult to keep mitzvahs. Very difficult to keep mitzvahs. And not only that, if you see someone doing it, it's very easy to make fun of them. For example, if you're a cruel person and you're around by the chiva, there's just no end to the fun you can have. Because you can make up halachas. And they can do that for the rest of their lives. Just think. That was actually one of the terrible things where they took away the halachas here from me. Because often, what I often do is I make up halachas just for the fun of it. And now, of course, like most of the people who like who could chapt, I was joking, chapt. Because then it was like, you know, like the 30%. It's still to this day when they come out of bed in the morning, hop around, leg of us a few times. <laughs> I thought it was not like such a good halacha. No? You can't walk, so you have to hop around, leg of us a three times. Yeah. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. So, so there's, there's, a, there's a necessity for halachic knowledge in order to know what to do. And if you don't know what you're doing, so then uh, it's problematic, because then you end up doing all funny kinds of things. All strange things. In other words, in terms of halachic blunders, there's, there's amazing things you can pull off. And Bali Chiva have. For example, another one of the classic Bali Chiva is, is, is not knowing... Bali Chiva is very hard because you can't distinguish between an Isudaraisa and Minhag and something that people do just because they do it. So there was a girl who became from, and she was a Friday night, and she knew she had to wash her hands, and she suddenly realized... So she went over to another woman. She said, "Sorry, I don't have a ring to put in my mouth. Do you have a ring for me?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great, eh? We have the story that. that who told us the story? Was it? Was it? Tufia. I told you the story about the guy that used to daven in shul every week, and then one week he was like, was like, you know, about Tufia in the initial romance phase, like he walked like two and a half hours to the shul and. Then, Work up in the winter through the snow, and so then one morning it was too much for him, so he decided to daven at home. The problem is, what happened when you got to Kriya Sotaya? Wasn't a problem. You told us the story. That was brilliant. I'm your story. Did you hear I'm your story. We got to Kriya Sotaya. And then he, what do you put? He put his. <laughs> then he went on to call himself up for all the alias <laughs> and make the broker Hagba. Say the Aftoya. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, wouldn't you like. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Mama. So, so, so that's the first point that the Ramachal makes is that in order for a person... <laughs> don't you remember like some of those early halachic blunders? Like the kind of uh, halachas made up by the children in the first like depending one to ten years of being religious? Oh, it's a beautiful one. Beautiful. Ah. Anyway, so one of the important reasons why a person has no halacha is just to avoid these blunders. When you know halacha, so then you basically you do what's right. You do what's resembles Judaism. When you don't know when you don't know Lachas, so then you, you do it, do things which don't resemble anything. But as a Ramchal, there's a different there's a completely different reason for learning. And this is important for us to know. There's an 
completely, completely unrelated, unrelated to the observance of Torah, to the observance of the mitzvahs, is another component to learning, which somehow completes the person. But he doesn't, he doesn't shimba, he doesn't spell out, he doesn't spell out what that is, he builds it up, he builds it up. And he builds it up with the notion of, he starts off by explaining, there are certain things called hashpa'ot, hashpa'ot. There's something called a hashpa'ah, hashpa'ah influence. There's something whereby a person can develop a level of connection to the spiritual world. Yes? There's a way that a person connects. And we said that there's, in that way, the Ramchal says, Bichlal hashpa'ah, and hashpa'ah means brachot the, the, the uh, creation, every creation has a need to connect to something beyond the triviality of his existence. It's a deep inbred need in the human psyche that Jews have an excessive need for this and non-Jews have a slightly less excessive need but they also have the need to a certain degree to reach beyond the narrow parameters of pure physical existence. And a person that indulges in the pursuit of physical pleasure for its own sake, at a certain point in time, feels a deep, deep sense of emptiness. Um, Tamir, can you vouch for that? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Tamir experienced that hedonistic life, and he felt a deep sense of emptiness. Gideon Isaacson? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's pretty much, I mean, I think we need not, we need look no further. Elliot? Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> still, still looks back with our memories. So, there's, there's, there's something that, we're, there's, there's, in order for that connectivity to occur, there's something called Ashpa. Then says Ramchal, There's one level, there's one influence, there's one degree qualitatively greater than all the others. Um, and the way you grade the Ashpaz in terms of on a hierarchy from lowest to highest, the highest is the most, the highest intensity of connection to the Creator that's possibly contained within this vessel called the creation. The highest level of influence would be the most intense experience of connecting to the being called God that a created being can experience. And then the level would be less and less intense levels of that connection to the ultimate spiritual being. So if you label what, how do you rate intensity, how do you rate on a hierarchy, which is a higher and lower influence, the highest influence is where the influence is the most profound, that there's almost a <coughs> reaching a realm that is way beyond the physical, but still the physical shell can contain it. Am I speaking in too much of a vague lotion? Do I mean too many words? Too many words. Well, I think in the, I think let me put it in different terms. Cosmically speaking, in the diversity of a universe, which is has a series of substrata categorized by levels of spiritual diversity, the 
striving for the constant aspect of ultimate unification, or shall we say sublimation, of the divine <laughs> to my will, could be expressed and perhaps in a slightly exaggerated sense through the notion of the comprehension of the whole and not the parts, specifically in the context of the divine. I think, I think that, that, that kind of put it across in a much more succinct form. That was good. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. In other words, as far as let's 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 make it even simpler. If you if you if you describe your relationship with a person, so sometimes it's a person that you're extremely influenced by, and sometimes it's a person that you're mildly influenced by. The level of influence is the degree to which your f- behavior in relation to the influence is closer to the influencer. In other words, if you say there's a person that you're very influenced by in your way of speaking, so then he speaks and he says, hello, how are you? And you say, hello, how are you? But it's very similar. So if you're completely influenced by him, so it's almost you can't distinguish between the two. So if you're trying to rate levels of influence, the more similar you are to the source of the influence, the greater the level of influence. The more dis- distant you are, the less the level of influence. So when discussing an influence mm-hmm. which it sources in the in the in in Akadosh Bolchus oneness and godless and toiv, so then the more you become like that, the greater the level of influence. The less you become like that, the less the level of influence. So the ultimate influence is the ultimate capacity that a created being has to be like a god. Okay? And you're saying that Gamara is like the worst. Whoa! 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 <laughs> Why so fast? Why so fast? I need Step one. Oh! Yeah. One second, oh. here you go. Why learn Gamora? Uh, because, Check here you go. It's a, it's, I think it's a ten word answer. <sighs> Do you know how long I've had this question for? 17 years. I remember, when I started learning, I, I wonder why I learned tomorrow. Then, that was in Orsamech. And then, when I left Orsamech, um, and went to Lakewood East, I had this question. And then, when I left Lakewood East, and I went to the mayor, I had this question. And then, when I learned many, many years in the mayor, I had this question. And then... You never really answered it? Not even a little bit? And then recently, inklings of an answer have started to trickle down into my brain, which is what I'm going to attempt to share with you. But it's, 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 I remember going to a magician in Lakewood and saying to him, you know, and I remember he came and said to me, you know, let's learn up a Derek Hashem together. And I remember I learned the Derek Hashem, and I remembered it didn't change me one hour. <laughs> I mean, did it feel frustrating the whole time, or did it event or learning Gemara did it feel good? That's the question. Well, the, there was a, there was a, there was a kind of a conflict in me. There's a part of me which related to the intellectual challenge, and there's a part of me that was like bored done. by the subject matter. Right. But there was another part of me that felt you can't be bored because then you're a Russia. <laughs> so that made me interested in the subject matter. But I wasn't really interested. I was only interested because I'm from. Right. So I, again, I'm a very I'm a very complex person. It's a shame, but thank you. With all your help, I'm sorry, but surely sorting so myself you, out. But if you keep keeping yourself a lot of going, just after the session, I feel better. What? If you're keeping yourself going through an intellectual 
um, into an intellectual purpose, then you're not really fulfilling the the uh, the, the mitzvah. <coughs> well, definitely it detracts from the mitzvah. That's why in the, it was very hard for me until 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 I started to actually want to know what it said, as opposed to I'm learning because I'm from. So when you when you learn because you're from, so what happens is you don't really retain any of the information because you're never interested in it. And when you learn because you're interested in it, so then a fa- fascinating thing happens. You start to become interested in everything. Because if you think about it, what the Gemara does is it's it, it, it meant to um, stimulate your curiosity because the whole thing is arranged in series question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. So therefore you get into the mode of asking questions. Now if your questions never go beyond the pages of the Gemara, so that's a strong indication that you're just learning because you're from it. Because if it would be an intellectual process, so then you can't compartmentalize your mind and say, oh, you're a game mission. That's ridiculous. How can I say that? How can I say this? And someone comes to you, no, it's uh, amazing that there's going to be a, a coup in Egypt and uh, Bumbarak is going to be thrown. And you go, wow, that's amazing. You have to say, me Mili. Minani Mili, who says? He's been the president there for 30 years. He's got 10 years worth of 10 times Chazoka. Mubarak has been 30 years the premier, so vice versa, he's got a 10. A d- a d- like if three years is a chazak, he's got ten times three years. Vad is going to be prison forever. It's a poshut svara. It's a poshut svara. No. One second. I mean, let's go back to Mubarak. So in terms of Egyptian politics. Sorry. That's no. really the only reason. Many of us, I say a lot of us, learn Gemara is because it's the thing to do. Right. It's because everyone else is doing it. Absolutely. Like absolutely, absolutely, and that, and that's why and that's why it's so difficult because it's frustrating because there's no native interest. There's no, there's no reason in why order I want to, to be from in order to fit in in order to w- be able to wear a keep right. in the community. You have right. to tomorrow, whether you right. Or not. right, right, right. right. And I'm saying that, that that's a problem. That's a problem because if you learn it because of that, most people everybody. even in the community who are well learned feel the same way. Especially not the well, maybe the Balajuba, you know. Could be, could be. Also, so it's like a vicious again cycle. and again. And what we said previously also, it's a hard skill to get. So, with any with any new skill, before you're good at it, it's also hard to enjoy it. I don't think anyone enjoys playing the guitar shockingly. You know, when you're trying to like to like feel the kind of the guitar, like, when you when you when you're trying to and you, you can't play a tune, it's a frustrating and horrible experience. But you know that if you want to bad enough, you practice, 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 and then you get good. And when you get good, then it's magnificent, right? So the point is, really. There's also going to be that idea in terms of the mental flexibility and knowledge base which is needed to be able to start to play a tune on your Gemara. Daniel, Israel. So can you apply the same logic here? That, like if we, we the longer we frustrate ourselves with the question, the longer we get, start to get kinds of answers, they'll be more magnificent answers. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, I could question you on both those points, both the method and the madness. I think both are open to subjective evaluation. Personally, I am inclined to think that the madness is real and the method is doubtful. Okay. So, Matala, Matala. So, how are you doing here? Yeah. Okay. You're not enjoying this, are you? Not so much. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you, you enjoy good learning Gemara? Yeah. You don't have any issues? Um, I'll just like to learn better, but I enjoy it. You enjoy it? You, know, you enjoy it every day, you enjoy it? 
it motivates you. You don't need like you would never have a yetzer to like not come to a seder because you enjoy it too much. Wouldn't like wouldn't like other things that you prefer to be doing. You'd rather be in the base just learning. Sometimes. And other times, all of a sudden became less well, enjoyable. What happens? Sometimes enjoyable. No, um, there's other things also enjoyable. Oh, more enjoyable than Gemara. Still have a Yetzirah. You're never going to have a Yetzirah, but you still, when you are learning Torah, you enjoy it. So if you get into the base major, it's fine. Yeah. It's just getting there. Yeah. Oh. One thing, it was so much fun. So, Jeb, difficult. Like someone says, yeah, I've got like, this great activity for you to do. You have to you'll be miscovering yourself. And someone's got like, the best news, you know? Avatar, Avatar number two. Avatar <laughs> two. It's six dimensional. <laughs> so like you put in these dimensional glasses so you can see behind your head as well <laughs> and surround sound and they say you say oh I've been discovered to go no but you'd run there you, you would go yeah, I would go you'd go no we wouldn't have to like start saying and say yes it's okay yes it's okay yes it's okay no I would go you'd just go mm. you'd just go to say that I would go to the avatar thing I'm saying, so what about <laughs> <laughs> So what about Gamora? So what about? So what about Gamora? Do you have the same pull? Um yeah. But okay, good. No good. I'm just gonna take you to that. Okay, what's today? <laughs> no, so you have the same pull. Come on. Come on. Today is okay, today is Chavzain. So, so a person who likes enjoys eating and enjoys going to watch movies doesn't mean he's gonna watch movies the whole day. I've never seen a person who enjoys eating not eat. Like he just forgets to eat. Ah, I'm too tired. <laughs> Guys, you come to like a free steak restaurant. Nah. Ah, can't be bothered. I'm busy here. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. Uh, and, and it's, also, it's also hard to define what do you enjoy. What do you really enjoy within the learning? Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. The kids are. The kids are. You know, there's a part you enjoy, and there's a part that's hard. Okay, good. Okay, sorry, boys. So now, here we go back to the Derech Hashem. Brian, how are you doing that? That's amazing. Sidetracked. You got sidetracked. Okay, good. I thought I got sidetracked for a second. Gosh, that was close. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's what the Sashpa is. The Sashpa is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu found the mechanism, the instrument, to be able to as it were, take some of what he is and give it to a creation. Almost separate from the highest possible part of his essence and then just like give it over to a created being. That's called the Hashpoel Yorina. That's the ultimate. That's, that would be the ultimate. Uh, an influence is when an influence is when you when you when you when you take a part of yourself and you, you, you influence, you flow it in to someone else. You flow it into someone else. That's what influence is. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Hashpah means he takes a part of the of himself and he allows that part of himself to become a part of the created being. And the created being, in allowing that part to be absorbed into his being, he becomes like God, and therefore there's this kind of synergy which results as a process of this bequeathal of part of Abishta to part of what's so funny. What's so, what's so funny? <laughs> Sorry, no. I mean, I'll share it to us. I just thought of... No, I'll share later. It's like a... I, I got an analogy of learning Gemara and what it's like. My personal analogy. 
So I'm, I don't know I'm, I'm open. I'm open to yeah. Uh, okay. It's like I, I, I figured learning tomorrow is like playing golf for me. Uh, You're a good fans, golfer. I'm a terrible golfer, uh, and I uh, hate golf, and I still <laughs> I despise <laughs> golf. But yet I spend so much time just to get involved with golf, so I can be involved in the business world, taking lessons, buying clubs, going to play golf, even though I despise it. I kept going and doing it. I couldn't stand it just to be, just to feel like I was part of it. I feel like that's what I'm doing with Gimora. I'm doing it, and, you know. I'm, I don't despise it, but I don't. It's difficult. I'm doing. I'm spending so much time. Did you, did you ever play golf now? Like, did, uh, you, did you actually ever get into playing golf? Like, I just wanted to get better at golf, but I didn't like it. Like I just wanted. I just. I couldn't stand it, but I kept wanting to get better and wanting to get better. That's beautiful. That's a great analogy. It's just to, just to go golfing analogy. with my boss, so I can say I golf with my boss, even though I hate golf. <laughs> yeah, absolutely like I'm amazed how many like how many golfers there are golfers in the Nile there are in the world you know, imagine like what happens is like this is like the irony of, of this world called the Alma de Shikra it's the world of Shikra the boss Haray hates golf but he needs to play golf so that the people that he works for can say they play golf with him because he has to be the type of guy that people speak about playing golf with him. So he hates golf. All the workers hate golf. <laughs> so what happens is you've got all these guys teeing off and they're going and they're working on their stroke and they're working on the stroke and inside they say, I hate doing this, I hate doing this. And like he says, I hate doing this. And everyone's playing a stupid game. Take your game off, Dennis! <laughs> no offense to any golf lovers. <laughs> Daniel Israel. On that thing that you said about the hash browns. Yeah. Um, I mean... Like, refer to me, I mean, I, I went to, like, uh, the science museum here a few weeks ago, in Jerusalem, and when you, like... But you're married. With my family. <laughs> and when you learn... Uh, I'm saying that, like, it's a classic shidduch destination, you know. Like, why would anyone go to the science <laughs> museum who's married? Like, like what's the chance? <laughs> no, no. No one married goes to the science museum. It's ridiculous. When you, when you like learn about like, the layers under the sea and the, the life and whatever, that is a that is an influence. That is a hashtag. Because by you by being revealed to you these intricacies of Hashem, because yes. it is Hashem more like yes. it's a reflection of him. Yes. So you feel an automatic closeness or automatic appreciation of him and closeness. Is that the type of thing? Are you a doctor? Talking? No. No, because I think maybe you could feel that, like, <laughs> when I we, like, treat patients. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys, like, you find, like, amazing, 15 levels. Um, no, I'm just, like, working with, like, complicated surgical process over here. It's amazing. Oh, obviously, how the body works this way. <laughs> Nine billion molecules interacting? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I like this. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, good. Is that something you're talking about? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, as you'll soon see, yeah, nothing to do with it. Ben? The debate of Hashem we're meant to get, is it like a feeling of closeness to Hashem, or is it like a way that you're emulating okay, right, ways? Well, slowly, slowly, we'll get there, we'll get there. Okay. I was thinking like, uh, for like learning versus like, I don't know, Sink, sink Kedusha and like Shavash Monesra, I feel like more of a connection to learning more. Right, so, so let's see, uh, let's, let's see. So he says, Nice is a big Kedush. This, this is where he says, Not like you, Daniel Israel. He says, For Omnam. So you've got this Ashbar. It's like this, 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 this spiritual, supercharged capacity to influence. Omnam, Kosher Habayri is for Shmoy, 
tied up, bound, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, es Ashpah, so he took his Ashpah, so the Ashpah was essentially not within a, was in the heavenly realms, the supernal realms. And he took it, and he tied it into the Inyan Nivra Mimenu's Baruch Betachizeh. Then he created something. He created a vessel to contain the Tashbar. So he had the Tashbar, and then he created something which could contain the Hashbar. So there's two things. There's the Hashbar, and then there's the thing in which it rests. Following me? Vuhu Torah. And that's Torah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Torah is not Hashbar. Torah is the vessel that contains the Hashbar. There's Ashbar, and then there's Torah. But the Ashbar is linked to Torah, but it's not Torah. Do you understand? In other words, like on a very, on a very, on a very visual way, Hakadosh Baruch Hu created this supercharged spiritual energy. But that energy was independent of a vehicle through which it was expressed or accessed. So then you had to somehow allow the accessibility to the Sashpah. So the way he did it was he created a medium, a vehicle of expression. The vehicle of expression is called the Torah. But the Torah is not the Ashbar. It's almost, let's say there's, the body is a clear, is a clea for the neshama. can't see the neshama. But the fact that the body works, so you see there's a neshama in the body. So the neshama is the energy that drives the body. When the neshama leaves noch unden zwanzig, the body remains intact. The vessel's there, the kli's there, but there's just no neshama. So kiviyochel, the Torah's got a neshama. The neshama of the Torah is the big thing, not the information. It's amazing Kiddush. The information is the guf, which contains the nishmasa Torah. What are you saying? That's a Gemara that we had in Brachos that said that the Torah is the candle and the flame are the mitzvahs. Kineh mitzvah of Torah or... Okay, we have to think about that okay. ah, yeah. Could be. But you understand that that's in the crucial point. That means that the information in the Torah is not Tashbar. The information in the Torah is the Guf. And the Neshama of the Torah is the energy that drives the Guf. But it's not the information. There's going to be many practical ramifications. In other words, if the Ashbar and Torah would be the same thing, it would be impossible to learn Torah and not feel the Ashbar. But if there's a distinction between the text of the Torah, the information, and the Neshama, it may be possible to glean the information and have no exposure to the Neshama. In other words, theoretically speaking, a person could learn the words of Torah, but he only gets the, the body, he doesn't get the Neshama. So he doesn't have that impact, have, and he will discuss, hopefully, what that means. In other words, it means that really our God in Torah is not to, the information is just the clear, it's the case. We have to open up the case and see what's inside. What's inside 
is what changes and what connects and what elevates. And fascinating, no? Something to think about. Yes. I realize that the answer to this question doesn't doesn't influence it. In other words, the, what you just said is this is a side thing. Is that not also in other Mahatma as well? <coughs> because if you learn some science or whatever yes. it is, the information is going to be relevant. It's the fact that you get a sense of the design behind it and the so the desire yeah, behind it, that, that, that's not Ashpah. That's the klal of the prat. It's different. It's still Chochmah. It's still Chochmah. It's just a high level of Chochmah. So in Chochmah, there's Bina and Chochmah. It's the organ instead of like the tissues. Correct. Correct. Uh, I would have used that muscle. You would have used that the crane and not the joint. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but are we saying that that's the only way to get... Is that a specific type of hashbar that we can get? Uh, we're not discussing getting anything. All we've done no. now is presented the model. Of it's what Torah learning Of what, of what Torah is. Right. Torah is the vessel that contains this hashbar. So what we did first of all was describe the levels of hashbar, acknowledge that there's the highest hashbar possible, then stage two was taking the hashbar and locking it into this kli. And the kli is called the Torah. In other words, the Torah is to this hashbar what the guf is to the neshama. To be continued.